Welcome to the iPod podcast series from Ophthalmology Times. Twice each month, fresh episodes from Ophthalmology Times will engage with key opinion leaders in interviews about the latest innovations in the areas of surgery, clinical diagnosis, pharmaceutical advances, research technology, or practice management. I'm Cheryl Stevenson, Group Editorial Director with Ophthalmology Times, and your host. Today, we bring you part two of our interview with Dr. Rohit Varma of the CHA Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center and founding director of the newly formed Southern California Eye Care and Vision Research Institute. In part one, we touched upon artificial intelligence, or AI, and its impact on the practice of ophthalmology, including deep learning for diagnosis and referral in retinal disease based on the DeepMind paper. As we continue the discussion, Dr. Varma, how can AI be used as a tool in diabetic retinopathy? In the retinopathy, the, the main approach is sort of early detection, particularly detection uh, of um, uh, um, an individual uh, that don't go to, to an eye doctor state for an eye examination. So there is um, a, a company called as IDX, which is um, an artificial intelligence company uh, that um, in April of uh, 2018 got an FDA approval uh, to market it uh, for autonomous detection of uh, more than mild diabetic retinopathy in adults with with a diabetes, and so what it is designed for is that it's 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 designed to be situated in a primary care physician's office, uh, and it provides within a minute of submitting the the photographs of the fundus, um, it provides um, whether or not that patient has diabetic retinopathy. And then what, what will happen is that that particular primary care of the physician can send the patient to, to an eye doctor to go, go and get care. And so what, what it will do is that it will get more and more patients who have diabetic retinopathy to go in and see their ophthalmologist or their retina specialist. Um, and what it was able to show, uh, particularly well in a uh, study uh, done in a typical, an everyday clinical uh, setting was that it accurately detected moderate to severe diabetic retinopathy um, in about 91% of the patients that actually had the disease, um, and so um, this is how you know um, these artificial intelligence approaches are now uh, trying to do not just not preventative care, but certainly provide care early on in the for the course of disease, so, so that people don't you know lose vision or get permanent uh, damage. And they can be treated and evaluated earlier so that we can save vision earlier. And so that's actually one of the really exciting things about the, the artificial intelligence approach for diabetic retinopathy. Dr. Varma, in part one of our interview, you also made mention of AI in glaucoma. Could you speak to some of its benefits? Sure. So, um, what artificial intelligence um, approaches can, can also do is that they can be used for automatic 
glaucoma screening. And so um, in screening for glaucoma, which is one of the leading causes of why people are going blind in the world, um, what these um, systems can do is look at the um, anatomic uh, features, if you will, of the optic nerve and the retina, and then um, identify uh, which patients have glaucoma by damage and which patients don't have. And then what one can also then do is that once they have had that, there is also a deep learning system which has been established for virtual reality testing of the visual field. And so you can, um, after one has found that perhaps there's some change in the optic nerve or in the retina, one can do a functional test and see whether or not there is functional loss of vision using these virtual reality glasses. And these can, again, be done, in fact, remotely. Um, and so if one finds that there is both structural loss, meaning loss in the optic nerve in the retina, and perhaps loss in, in the visual field, then those people are immediately referred for care, uh, and they can start treatment early. Again, it's a way of, of um, trying to identify disease earlier prior to or very early when visual, well, when very minimal visual field loss has occurred and get these patients into care so that we can prevent them from going blind. Um, and that, that again would be a huge advance because as I said earlier on, you know, there are, there are, um, over, you know, 65 million people worldwide who are affected by glaucoma, and it is estimated that by, by the year 2020, almost 80 million people will ha have it, and, and many of them sort of live in remote areas in developing countries, and even within developed countries, uh, many surveys have shown that only 50% of those people that have glaucoma are actually getting care. 50% uh, or more who have glaucoma are not getting care and are going blind out there. And so if one can get these kinds of artificial intelligence um, approaches uh, so that one can do these tests either at a Walmart or your CVS or your primary care physician's office and they get referred for, for care, potentially there is the opportunity to detect glaucoma early, prevent vision loss, and, you know, finally, save um, both in terms of how a patient functions, save them from losing their ability to perform their everyday tasks, and it also is significantly less expensive to treat disease early than it is to treat it when people are almost blind. Artificial intelligence is also more noticeable at the podium during ophthalmic conferences, including the most recent American Academy of Ophthalmology meeting. Why is this important, and what do ophthalmologists such as yourself take away from these sessions? Right. So um, I'm actually very excited that they have a symposium like this. But in addition to the 
symposium, there are many other artificial intelligence talks sort of scattered all across the, um, you know, the multiple sessions at the academy because people are doing more and more work in the area. And I think um, much of what will be spoken about will be in the area of diabetic retinopathy and glaucoma. And I think what attendees can learn uh, from it is that how some of the, the experts who are already doing it are using it in their clinical um, practice and how they are using it to get more patients to come in and, and be seen at an earlier stage and how it's reducing the burden on their clinical practice where potentially you can get an automated diagnosis where you don't particularly have to see a physician. And so there are many, many sort of clinical practice improvements which can happen. It still is a little bit bit away for the for the um, you know um, ophthalmologist uh, who's doing general ophthalmology and so on, but I think one begins to get an insight into where our field is going uh, and where these kinds of devices are going to be be available um, in the next few years. I mean, it also is a way of how one can get more patients, particularly if you put the devices such as the um, IDX device in primary care physicians' offices, then you're more of a likely to see those patients with early um, retinopathy uh, come and begin to get care and establish care so that you prevent sort of the late, late complications of retinopathy in them. So um, I think physicians have, have a, a whole a lot to learn. This is still in its infancy. But I think that it it gives one one an insight into what's coming down the road for uh, patients as well as physicians. Dr. Varma, is there anything else you'd like to add about AI? Um, you know, I just wanted to say that while there are a lot, there are a whole lot of interesting things which are being being done in this area. There are certain you know there are limitations which I think. Um, would be important to try and resolve as a group, if you will. So, you know, it's important to have uh, medical data be easily accessible so that these analyses can be done. It's important to have these deep learning algorithms be transparent so that many people can use them. I think it's important to recruit people to be doing more of this kind of data Science, because it's going to become an essential skill, uh, you know, in the upcoming years. In fact, um, and I think the last but not least, I think it's critically important, and we're still struggling with this. It's important to streamline an electronic medical records because they're still messy and fragmented, and so on. And I think the more uniformity that we could get in that, the more we can then take advantage of this data. Uh, for benefiting our patients. We want to thank Dr. Varma for his time. Listeners may learn more about artificial intelligence in Dr. Varma's blog series on ophthalmologytimes.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the iPod. We hope you subscribe at iTunes and let us know what topics you'd like to hear more about. 
stay connected by going to ophthalmologytimes.com, subscribing to our newsletter, and following us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. We'll see you next time.